Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast where we take a look at the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. Well, Jim, uh, we, we watched the women's Royal Rumble match. Now it's time for us to discuss the men's. Yes, and but before we do that, there's a couple of uh, house cleaning things that we need to do first. Uh, that we, you know, we did last year's Royal Rumbles, but we never talked about if the winners went to WrestleMania, which what we usually that's what we usually do. But since we didn't have a show between then and now, for the most part, we didn't really do that. Right. Okay. So, uh, last year's winners were. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair and Edge. Bianca's was very straightforward to the point. She challenged Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's title. They met in the main event of night one of WrestleMania, and Bianca Belair won the SmackDown Women's title. Okay. With the men. At the beginning, it looked like it was going to be a clear, easy path for Edge, as he chose Roman Reigns for the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. Mm-hmm. However, as we got closer to WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan ended up getting involved in the picture, and he fought uh, Roman at the pay-per-view before WrestleMania, where Edge was a guest enforcer for the match, and Edge cost Daniel Bryan the title. However, on the following SmackDown, Adam Pearce, who is an authoritative figure, they never say general manager, I'm just calling him an authoritative figure, added Daniel Bryan into the match, making it a three-way for WrestleMania, they end up main eventing night two of WrestleMania where Roman Reigns beat Daniel Bryan and Edge to hold on to the title. Okay. All right, now that that's out of the way, we have special guests today, Rowdy Russ. How are you doing, Rowdy Russ? I'm doing good. I thought I was just here to listen to you guys because the whole back and forth. I, I thought I, I was just, just... Yeah, we just I understand. I understand, but... Um, I know what we're supposed to be talking about here, but he sure you wouldn't rather talk about like Ready to Rumble or the old <laughs> video game Rumble Roses. Trust like, me, I would I would love to talk about so many other things. I might um, want to maybe we want to watch the movie Rumble that's on Paramount Plus. Oh, what's that? Oh, God, isn't that the WWE movie? Plus? Isn't that a WWE movie? It has a couple WWE people in it. Okay. I didn't know. I don't know. I don't feel like WWE would do something with Paramount Plus for some reason because barely anyone else does anyway. It's oh. like a kiddie wrestling movie. I don't like. I think Keith Lee, Mia Yim, and one or two other people are in it. I don't know if they're themselves or they just happen to be in it. Is it a documentary? No, oh. it's a. It's like a kids movie. Yeah, it's a kids movie. Uh, okay, I I have it here. Okay, it is also with WWE Studios, so it technically is kind I'm of. I'm surprised. WWE movie. Uh, it has Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, ooh, Tony Danza's in it. Ooh, I might have to watch that now. Tony Danza versus Sasha Banks. Who's the boss? Yes. <laughs> oh, gross. Anyway, 
right, Bill. So let's start with our roll call of champions. All right. So um, I'm going to warn everyone. This is going to be a long one. So if you are sitting down or if you're driving, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as I go through the roll call of champions. Going to start with WWE going into the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar is the WWE champion. The Raw Women's Champion is Becky Lynch. The United States Champion is Damian Priest. The Raw Tag Team Champions are Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, and Otis. The Brock Lesnar Memorial Champion is Roman Reigns. The SmackDown Women's Champion is Charlotte Flair. The Intercontinental Champion is Shinsuke Nakamura. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions are the Usos, who I think are starting to become the new Briscoes of this series. The 24-7 champion is Dana Brooke. (laughs) Ah, yes, it's still a thing, folks. Uh, The women's tag team champions are Carmella and Queen Zelina. Over in AEW, the AEW world champion is Hangman Adam Page. The AEW women's champion is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. The... TNT champion is Sammy Guevara. The TBS champion is Jay Cargill. And the AEW tag team champions are Jurassic Express. For Impact, the world champion is Moose. The X Division champion is Trey Miguel. And we have a new title, Jim, to add into our glorious mix. The Digital Media Championship. And what I call like the title that I'm sure because Jordan Grace was crying that we need more intergender wrestling and they didn't want to make an intergender belt. So they were like, here, we'll call it this. And guess what? We have intergender wrestling. Oh. So, so he, okay. yes, both men and women can compete for it. That's, I do want, that is a thing. Right. So the title change already happens but it wait has... who's, who's the digital media champion in, in impact well right now it is matt cardona however Figured. of but... course he's the internet champion <laughs> but the title change has not aired yet so oh. But, oh, but, gotcha. but probably by the time everyone listens to this the title change will have already happened you want to tell us who it is Matt I think Cardona. I know I feel... oh oh he's also okay yeah oh so you went ahead and spoiled it but they yeah. hadn't aired yet. But it probably. So, but but by the time everyone listens to it, it probably will have aired. Okay, so I ask you this: Who did you beat for it? Jordan Grace. Okay. I always thought it was like Jordine. I don't know why. It spelling wise, yeah, you would think that. So I guess that's true. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I never did either. But good, good call, Ross. Uh, the <laughs> Impact Tag Team Champions are the Good Brothers. The Knockouts champion is Mickey James. And the Knockouts tag team champions are the inspiration of Jesse McKay and Cassie Lee. And Ring of Honor, which is still around, Jim. The world champion. The world champion is Jonathan Gresham. The women's champion is Deanna Perrazzo. The tag team champions are the Briscoes. 
The television champion is Rhett Titus. The pure champion, Josh Woods. And the six-man tag team champions are The Righteous. I mean, let's be honest right now. Game Changer Wrestling is probably more relevant than Ring of Honor as of this recording. Well, maybe next year we'll add him in. Question. Um, with the Ring of Honor title, Gresham won the old school belt, right? Right. Who it does and doesn't someone else have the like the the new one? Yeah, um, Bandito does. Okay. Wait, so there are two Ring of Honor champions running around? Well, yeah, because Bandito was like hurt or couldn't compete mm-hmm. or something. So in that last pay per view, which I watched. They they didn't have that belt present, so the main event of the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view was contested for the original Ring of Honor championship belt, which no, now I, makes it its own, in, I guess it's an interim championship, which I know you love. But Well, what's even stupider is it's an interim champion of a company that I don't know is, is existing anymore. Well, isn't Impact kind of keeping Ring of Honor alive in a sense? Well, see, that's what I'm really confused about now because I didn't know about all of this is, so is Jonathan Grisham defending a belt that's not really his? Yeah. In an interim sense, yes. But they never, see, in that case, that's what's confusing me is that I don't, and I've watched, you know, Impact sparingly here and there, and I've seen Jonathan Grisham, and I don't ever remember seeing the word interim or used it in, in, the announcers talk. Of, That's correct. I don't think they do. Right. So that would make me think that he is the Ring of Honor champion. Right. What is Bandito doing? Oh, he's injured. You said. I'm sorry. I think it was an injury. I'm not sure, but something kept him out of the main event of that last pay per view. What? Is, uh, this, this all sounds very dumb to me. Anyway. Once again, welcome to the Eliminated Royal Rumble podcast <laughs> featuring Impact yeah. and Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> And next um, year, Game Changer Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all three of those shows, I'm sure, are better than what we're going to talk about. Now, the next segment we have here, and Ross, you probably can help out Bill, because I certainly can't with this one. Oh, God. Is there any news that we that happened that would lead into this Royal Rumble, meaning qual- qualifying matches or uh, formal announcements that wasn't that, that was like an actual segment, stuff like that? Cause, Off the top of my head... Um, the whole Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville um, angle that was heading into it. Um, Sami Zayn, I only saw this in passing, but Sami Zayn uh, was backstage complaining about his conspiracies, the whole thing he's been doing for, I don't know, two years at this point. And um, Johnny, and, and he got in Johnny Knoxville's face, who was there for no reason other than to just set this up. Um you know, told him, you know, stick to being a jackass or whatever. You know, there's no room in the Royal Rumble for you, something like that. And then uh, after Sami Zayn's match later that night, Johnny Knoxville sneaks into the ring and dumps Sami over the top rope. And apparently, according to, I don't know, Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville, Hornswoggle under the ring, I don't know, <laughs> um, that qualified Johnny Knoxville for entrance into the Royal Rumble. See, but I thought that he actually announced it on his social media at first. Correct. Is that not true? Like, I feel like, because, and trust me, like, I love people that complain about with the Royal Rumble. How can you just declare yourself when that's been a thing almost forever with the Royal Rumble? So I feel like 
that was him, not necessarily he earned a spot eight. I mean, I mean that's one of the sloppiest things for in rules for the Royal Rumble in general. How does someone actually get in? Like, what makes the determination? Something that will probably never be answered. Um, but I always took it as him saying that and WWE confirming he would probably be there would be his official declaration. But you're telling me it wasn't. I mean, I could release a video on social media and declare myself for the Royal Rumble. Doesn't mean I'm getting in. I'm going to try that next year. Try it next year. Share it. You you guys should share it. Has declared entry into the 2023 Royal Rumble. Well, (laughs) I don't know necessarily it would be Rowdy Ross, but I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So. But other other than that, because I will be 100% honest with you, until watching the Rumble live, I hadn't watched a full WWE show in at least a month. Okay. And and honestly, Jim, I don't think there were any qualifying matches. Right. And that's another thing that they do is that sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, is manager are managers allowed outside? Are they not? Another again, <laughs> I would argue the Royal Rumble match is maybe the most inconsistent match in pro wrestling history. Wasn't well, that why you started this whole thing? A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and it's not gotten any better. In fact, this further proves that it's not gotten any better. Um, okay. But wait, hold on. Actually, there was some impact. Didn't say anything about Mickey James. Oh, the, I know we're not talking the, about the, I guess, cause we never really like, we never did that for the women's, but the, they were kind of hyping it up on impact. Like I, I even Mickey cut a promo the Thursday before the Royal rumble. Okay. And it was like all the women were around wing, wingside, ringside, ringside. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and they they made it more of a big. Yeah, I'll say it. They made it more of a big deal than WWE did. Although, of course they did. Although WWE, to their credit, did sit, you know put, and and we saw this, you know, Impact Women's Champion Mickey James in the graphic when she came out. So. But they didn't tell me. I don't think they did. I don't remember at no, this point. No, no, no. I'm saying they didn't tell me what um, what time and what channel I can watch the program. Oh yeah, you mean the premium live event as they call it now? Yes. That is such bullshit. I don't know. I'm okay with that actually because <laughs> I've always thought it was stupid that you're still calling it a pay per view because you're not paying per view anymore. Yeah. The whole aspect is gone of that. Well, at least for WWE. Right. Right. Like, like if it, you're purchasing an AEW, specifically an AEW show, because Impact, I think you can pay through Fight and you can watch it whenever you want. I mean, I guess you could consider that a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But for WWE, you're just kind of subscribing to a streaming service. Yeah. You're not paying per view. Anyway, all right, so there's nothing... I'm really surprised because I feel like there, there might have been something that... Uh, uh, that would have led into some kind of qualifier or something. All right, that's fine. Who are our announcers for this uh, spectacular Royal Rumble match? It is the the lovely Michael Cole, who's actually not bad, and Pat McAfee. You do not like Pat McAfee? He's fucking terrible. This is a a standing... Pat fuckery. Well, also... One other question, because maybe I missed it, but what are the intervals? Like, I feel like I didn't see a graphic like I usually do. They didn't, 
they definitely didn't do a graphic and they definitely did not do the intervals and not to step on your old recording. Um, I feel like the intervals here were so much quicker than the women. I thought it just said... felt like it, oh, go ahead, it go just ahead. felt like it went quicker. I thought they said 90 seconds. They usually okay. do, but I don't, right. it definitely wasn't hammered home. Well, there's usually also a graphic. In fact, I'm not now I'd be willing to guess now, and Bill, you can correct me if I'm wrong if you, uh, here, but is this the first time they never did a graphic? You might you might be right on that. Actually. I feel like they did one last year. Yeah, I think they did last year. Maybe they're finally deciding that the audience has watched a rumble or two in their lives. <laughs> well, did, they didn't even the... do the did they do the whole well, all right, with the graphic comes the ring announcer reading the rules. I don't remember that either. Right. No, you're right. She was there was a ring announcer there because I do have a note. I Samantha Irvin, because I thought she was terrible, and I was like, I don't know what it was. I was like, I was like, who the hell is this? Oh, I, I got it. I got a note on her too when we started. I've never seen her before either. I don't know. Something just felt off to me. But anyway, um, well, the important thing about the graphics, at least in my opinion, in regards to doing this show for as many Royals Rumbles as we have done. The graphic is important to me is because that's the thing that tells me what the intervals are. Because the you rush you say that like because everyone knows how a Royal Rumble works, but not the intervals don't stay the same every year. Right. So I always relied on that graphic to tell me, all right, are we ninety or are we two minutes this year? And but because it, it wasn't there, I was like confused. It's been proven that they they're not legit intervals anyway. Maybe so, but I I need something to go on right. for the purpose of this format of the show. Right. Yeah, more bullshit so, to call them out on. Yeah. So, well, not really. I don't think we ever really, except for the 1999 Royal Rumble, I don't think we've ever really, like, oh, no, they're off by five seconds or something like that. Right. Why, why specifically 99? Because that's the one where I had a theory that absolutely none of them were right. And so we legitimately timed every single one of them. I think they all of them just yeah. I thought all of them were wrong. I'm right. surprised. I was very wrong. I think well, like three of them were very off, as opposed to every single one of them. Uh, but yeah, that's why '99 was targeted specifically. You know, when you have someone getting fighting to the outside of the building and going into an ambulance, yeah, I would think sometimes, you know, time would be secondary in regards to that we got a man on a stretcher stop the clock rush the next three guys out <laughs> all right so we had michael cole and pat fuckery we're gonna go with 90 second intervals which means our intervals are gonna be bill every seven and a half minutes okay all right so do you have the timer ready i have bill? the timer ready all right, Russ, do you have any final things before we go into this format? Are you sure we can't change direction? <laughs> uh, wait, change direction? Huh? We can talk about the Royal Rumble game from Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about my this TNA thing that I'm watching on YouTube right now. It looks like it's Rhino versus uh, Christian in a probably a monstrous ball match because there's stuff all over this ring. Um, if you if you I I, I got to find the 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 page or whatever, but somewhere on YouTube, there's like hard justice, 2008. It's the whole show. 
There's a like, bunch of those. Like, yeah, okay. They'll just throw random stuff on there. I'll be like, okay, I'll watch it. But no, this is something that I guess is actually airing, like, because it's a live thing. So I can't fast forward. Oh, yeah. People do, like, live feeds of copyright content all the time. Well, no, I think this is them. This is them. Oh. I'm just looking oh, at okay. it now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's Bound for Glory 2006. Anyway, all right, Bill, here we go. All right, here we go. One through five, one, AJ Styles, two, Shinsuke Nakamura, three, Austin Theory, four, Robert Roode, and five, Ridge Holland. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Roode and Nakamura. We start the conversation off with Rowdy Ross. When you do a Royal Rumble, you want at least, like, the first the first or the second countdown to be, like, a huge pop. I would say three, four, and five, Theory, uh, Rude, and Ridge Holland, no pop whatsoever. Absolutely no pop. And it was so, like, sad, for at least for Rude. But it's just so dis- deflating watching a rumble and it's like, no one we care about yet. Sure, you got AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. But, hey, you eliminate Shinsuke Nakamura right off the gate. And that's going to be a theme in this in both rumbles. But whatever. Uh, I did enjoy the TNA chant for uh, for uh, AJ and Rude, even though, well, they briefly mentioned their history as they did with AJ and Nakamura. But even with the Impact Women's Champion in the building, you don't think they could have mentioned, you know, Rude and it, it mentioned the connection there, but whatever. Well, um, the other weird thing is that I don't think, I don't remember AJ and Rude specifically having a i'm sure they fought but i don't remember them having a major program together where was rude in the whole aces and eights thing and and wasn't aj styles in something well, aj was doing with the, the claire lynch stuff around that time if i can recall oh, oh lucky him lucky him <laughs> but i put yeah the tna chant early on maybe the best part of this match we'll see uh, nice to know people are like me that still see AJ and Rude as impact wrestling people. Still say that about guys like Samoa Joe as well. Um, I also have that Pat Fuckery is a moron dancing on the table. Give him a few singles to fuck off. <laughs> He's got, all, I don't know how people, oh, by the way, you know, I'll tell you what the, the overall, the one thing that, he does pre- he does reaffirm something that I'm convinced of. He reaffirms to didn't me- have kids. No, he reaffirms to me that sports people cannot be funny. That's not I fully believe. Like I've never met like one sports like um you know, like these people on ESPN and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the the raw, the main raw play-by-play guy, what is it, Jimmy Smith or yeah, something Jimmy close Smith, to that? Yeah. He wasn't he a, a a sports guy? And the guy just before him was oh, a baseball God, announcer. Oh God, Dan Verk, Jesus. Right. So my so my guess is neither of them are funny, even though I've never heard of them before. No, they're not meant to be funny. But Pat McAfee, I'm, you're not gonna. I think he's funny. He can be funny, not all the time. Sometimes. Um, but I, I'm going to throw something out at you and we're ignoring the, you know, the action in the ring, but Pat McAfee reminds me of Mike O'Malley from guts. Okay. If you go, if you've ever, if you were a big fan of guts and how he, if you, how he shouted over the action and commented and, and, you know, spoke along with it, he reminds me so much of Mike O'Malley, Pat McAfee. 
See, I just think he sounds like a moron. But Michael so. Malley was tolerable. It was a kid. Right, show. Michael Malley. There was something admirable about Michael Malley. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That there's something admirable about Michael Malley. I don't know. But Bill, what did you have for this segment? Okay, my first note when I saw the ring announcer, I wrote, "Is that JoJo?" But it wasn't because they showed her name. I think. Um, we have signs, Jim. Oh, do we have signs this year? What do we got? Because I actually don't have many signs, I think, in this whole thing. Okay. All right. So the first one is Marry Me, Crystal Quinn. So uh, if Crystal Quinn is listening, uh, someone proposed to you in the audience. I want to check them out. This part irritated me. Pat McAfee calls Robert Rude Bob Rude. Oh, yeah, you were mad about that. Oh, my God, that pissed me off. It's like, it's Bob Rude. It's Bob Rude's year. And then when he gets eliminated, I'm like, bye, Bob Rude. And then uh, Michael Cole, when when, uh, Ridge Holland comes in, he goes, look who's here. (laughs) God, look who's here. It's Ridge Holland. (laughs) You were excited. I didn't even know who. So, yeah, I definitely did not know who Austin Theory and Ridge Holland were before this, for sure. Ridge Holland was being built up as a big, you know, he's, he's a, in good shape. He looks like an f- old football player or soccer player because he's from overseas, whatever. Um, then he, like, busted his knee catching someone on a dive in NXT. I don't think he ever went back to NXT, or if he did, it was very quick. And then they called him up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um Austin Theory has been more or less Vince McMahon's pet for the last several weeks. Mind you, I don't watch it, but I do keep up, so I try and know what the hell's going on. Is he um, in the cage? He might as well be. He's in Vince's. He's he's shown in Vince's office, literally just sitting across the table from him. It's been making him go woof woof. Um, that might be next week. I don't know. We're on the road. We're on the road to WrestleMania, so it, it, it starts to – they actually start to try sometimes. I already so, took the exit off of that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he did. I think I was – I'm on the road to AEW went. Revolution. Um, okay, Bill, how much time do we have left in this we segment? Probably not much, like a minute, right? We have a minute 20. Okay, so Bill, why don't you tell me what you think of Ridge Holland? I mean, he's got the look. He, you know, he's got the look of somebody that Vince could like. He's young, but I, I haven't seen enough of him, or I don't think he's been in a ring long enough to have like a real thought. I think there is potential, but of course, I could say that about anybody and everybody that there is potential. They just got to tap it out of him somehow. And I think maybe putting him with Seamus of all people is actually a good move. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd say that with Seamus, but it's kind of true. Ross, out of these first five wrestlers, who's your favorite? I know we have a little time left, so just who's your favorite? Uh, Truthfully, AJ Styles. Okay. What do we got left, Bill, for time? Maybe I'll have you do an impression. seconds. 15 seconds. All right. Well, I guess we'll just let the clock go now then. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 
Okay, six through ten. Six, Montez Ford. Seven, Damian Priest. Eight, Sami Zayn. Nine, Johnny Knoxville. And ten, Angelo Dawkins. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Knoxville and Zayn. And we'll start the conversation off here with Bill. Okay. I might have... Th- this, honestly, Jim, might be in the short list of the top three best signs I've ever seen doing this podcast. Really? Oh, I'm, I'm excited now. And the way to explain this is it's a two-parter. Because you have one person holding one sign, and you have one person holding another sign. Okay. So, there's this one person who's holding up a sign that says, Marry Me Damien Priest. Okay. Next to the person... <laughs> oh, this is great. I'm cracking myself up. Next <laughs> to the person, it, I guess, is her husband or boyfriend, and he holds... No, seriously, will you? She won't shut up about it. Wow, okay. It's creative, I'll give that much. It is creative, I give them points for that. That might be. I don't know how much it says about their relationship. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I noticed Montez was being very aggressive in the ring, which is I mean, he can be, but on this particular occasion, I thought he was aggressive. Um, when Johnny Knoxville comes out, I wrote down, can Wee Man be in this? I, I wish he was. I like Wee Man. I think he's actually a cool dude. Um, and then I wrote, was that a lawnmower? And I think I was referring to Priest's, like, beginning to his theme song. Okay. Because it sounded like a lawnmower sound effect. Maybe they yeah, were that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then I, then the last one I think was, oh yeah, about Montez's frog splash on the Knoxville. Like Montez Ford has one of the best frog splashes I've ever seen. His, he gets some air time on his frog splashes. Mm-hmm. I have on my section, and maybe I, I wrote this down, but I'm like. I'm surprised you wouldn't have noticed it and makes me wonder if I'm actually have this wrong. When, uh, what's his face comes out, Angelo, uh, when he comes out, mm-hmm. the graphic says Montez Ford. Oh no. I Wait, I are, are you saying like, the graphic or the screen? I'm sorry. This, the, 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 like the ring gaper. I think I saw it. Oh, cause oh. it's probably just the, the generic mm-hmm. you know, street profits. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't see his name at all on it. Really? Yeah. So I was very confused for a second there. I almost want to go back and watch it. Knoxville but comes out with the jackass, the jackass crew. Um, I have that as a note. And then I did get that the fans start chanting Olay, and it made me miss El Generico. Mm-hmm. What do you have, Russ? Um, so I even had a note about Rich Holland looking like someone Vince would like. Um, I hate Priest's new theme. I hate Sammy's new theme. Uh, I think Johnny Knoxville might have gotten the pop of the night. Um, And you you mentioned Wee Man. Laura actually wrote Wee Man as an unscheduled appearance because of Johnny (laughs) Knoxville being there. So she gave herself extra points on that one. (laughs) Um, I wish Knoxville could have been the one 
to like duck Sammy and Sammy fall. Like I wish Knoxville had come out on top of the the whole Sammy thing. But I guess since Sammy's the actual wrestler, it makes sense for him to win in the end. But uh, I, I give I give Knoxville a little credit for taking uh, taking the splash, even though Montez went on his legs and did did it as painlessly as possible. But uh, he did more than uh, the winner of the other one did. I'll just say that much. Well, Bill, why don't we take this time? Because I know we have, what, like four minutes left? Oh, by the way, before the countdown comes, um, I never mentioned this. All the ones that we've done of this, where did you get that gargoyle voice countdown? That's <laughs> I don't like, remember anymore. I mean, that's so ringy. Yes. You founded Jim... The, and and I give her credit. Every there time was a, I remember it. it wasn't the first one that we got either. Right. Like there, but there was problems with the other one. And I don't right. remember what it was from. Um, I don't remember what the problem. It was an audio problem for sure. The YouTube, and then we were like, oh, this one works, I guess. The YouTube user's name is Mandy Mathy. Okay. And we tried to contact her to see if, you know, like we could use her countdown. But for some weird reason, YouTube got it was like added. Yeah, it was like out out of like no contact information or something right. like that. Made no sense. But All we right. give her credit in the description on every episode. Right. So now, Bill. So we have what like three minutes now at this point because uh, Ross wanted to talk about the countdown clock. Two minutes. Sorry. Two minutes. All right. I was going to let's talk about the rest of the card. We don't have time on that. So let's fill up with anything else that happened this segment. Um, you know, I. And Sami Zayn recently re-signed with, with them, right? Mm-hmm. Which I was like, see, I wanted, you know, Kevin Steen to not re-sign with them, but he wound up doing it. But I was less bothered by Sami Zayn. I think it's because, like, I don't, I wouldn't want, I would want El Generico, and I have a feeling if he didn't re-sign, he would still try to be Sami Zayn outside of this. What do you think, Bill? Outside WWE, I should say. That's what Maybe he could do that. I don't know if he came up with the name or if WWE did. Um, I know if, like, he went back to the El Generico gimmick. You, I think you told me like you would not have been a fan of that in AEW. No, no, I like the El Generico gimmick. No, I said that if if he came back as if he came to AEW as non El Generico, like as a Non like a reg, like he is right now. I would like close like to Sami Zayn as legally right. And right. I wouldn't. I would not like that. No. Okay. But if he was El Generico and we got bouncing souls, then yes, I would like that. Right. Russ, what do you think? Um, I feel like my prediction on that would be if he were to leave WWE and go to the AW, they'd like do a split thing where he would do both. He would do like a, a real guy gimmick without it, and then El Generico would show up like in the background and do like almost an Orange Cassidy kind of thing. Okay. But and then you know play it up and then figure it out later. But uh, I I don't I don't know that he you know maybe he'd want to get away from it. Creepy bastard. Okay, 11 through 15, 11 Omos, 12 Ricochet, 13 Chad Gable, 14 Dominic Mysterio, and 15 Happy Corbin. I have during this segment eliminated 
uh, Angelo, Ford, Priest, Omas, Ricochet, and Alstar, and I also want to... What was that? Sorry, I hit the wrong button. And I also want to try to get to the rest of the, the, rest of the card real quick during this segment. So okay. I'll start here. I have that Omas seems very El Gigante slash Great Kali-ish. Mm-hmm. I have Gable unites everyone against him. Then I saw a sign saying Gable can't spell. And I said, <laughs> okay, thanks for coming. Um, There's a story to that. Is there? Do I, mm-hmm. do I want to hear it? Yeah, I'll make it as quick as possible. So there was some sort of uh, collegiate test where, that uh, Gable was putting Otis through. Otis legitimately missed a letter in the spelling that he had to do or whatever. And he was supposed to get it right. So they just went with it and said, yes, you're right. So that was that's where that came from. Gotcha. Uh, what do you have since you're, you're on about Gable? Do you have anything for Gable? Uh, he at least has a gimmick, and they're doing something with him. He's got a protege. Um, they're leaning into his collegiate thing more and not sh- fucking Shorty G. Mm-hmm. Um, I love um, – yeah, he – did Riddick – no, wait, I'm, I'm on the wrong part. <laughs> Am I? Mm-hmm. Riddick Moss didn't come in yet, did he? No, not no. yet. Oh, okay. I, I uh, do you want it. to go to Bill? And yeah, get sorry. Myself? I Bill, go ahead. My what do you have for this segment? Okay. Um, I wrote down, remember when Ricochet was something? Which It's been so long, I barely remember at this point. Um, another sign, uh, this is kind of a, if you're a Simpsons fan, you'll like the sign. Uh, it says, smell you later with a picture of Nelson Muntz. Okay. So, because, you know, that will be the new goodbye. Instead of saying goodbye, it'll be smell you later. Mm-hmm. Still still waiting for that to happen. Um, after Omos is eliminated, um, Chad Gable yells, I'm a genius! <laughs> and then, like I said, at least he has a gimmick now. He does. He, and, and I always <laughs> liked him. I always thought he was good. Yeah. But. Okay. I, I'm, uh, I didn't thought you were done. Sorry. No, I, was gonna, I, I, I have one final note. And this shows probably why I'm not a fan of Pat McAfee because I mean he is a fan but sometimes the stuff he says makes no freaking sense and I wrote down the one thing that made no sense out of everything he said this entire match which is probably a lot talking about Dominic Mysterio he wrote down or he said and I quote this is his first Royal Rumble he was in it last year. Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. <laughs> but how is it his first Royal Rumble? If he here's what's, here's what's even better. Year. Is was he announcing last year? I feel like he probably wasn't. No, I, I feel like know. I would have been. I would have remembered him because he's so annoying. Like anyway, God, Ross, did you pick yourself or whatnot? Yeah, no, I just didn't. I, I didn't separate my notes properly. But I think McAfee came in when they went back live. Okay. With, with, with crowds, I mean, uh, I'm surprised Ricochet has been kept around Me as too. long as he has. With everyone else that's been cut, you know, the, the, the really important people that they've let go of, the people they weren't using, but they keep Ricochet. Um, almost, like you said, is Kali 2022. Uh, I wish Homeless Corbin had been kept around a lot longer because that was so entertaining. I mean, if you want the happy Corbin to be the, the finale of it, but I, they could have gotten so much more out of Homeless Corbin. 
I don't know. I'll, I'll disagree because I think Homeless Corbin. I think that was the one match I watched at SummerSlam and I called Bill to explain things to me and I got mad and I was like, nope, I'm not watching this anymore. So <laughs> Homeless Corbin effectively turned me off from watching SummerSlam. That's big. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go to the rest of the card real quick. Bill, how much time do we have? We have three minutes. Great. Let's do it. Did All I right. just hear? There are no pre-matches. No, no okay. pre-show matches on this, which I found surprising. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns by disqualification. Uh, this was for the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. The Usos were banned from ringside, and yet Seth wins by disqualification. Ronda Rousey won the Women's Royal Rumble, last eliminating Charlotte Flair. Uh, after that, the WrestleMania sign went on fire. Becky Lynch defeated Dewdrop to retain the Raw Women's title. Bobby Lashley defeated Brock Lesnar to win the WWE Championship. And in a mixed tag team match, Edge and Beth Phoenix defeated The Miz and Maurice. All right. Uh, any thoughts on that card from either of you two? Um, I liked Seth versus Roman until the finish. I liked Seth coming out to the Shield theme. Um I get why they did the finish and they did the chair thing. Fine. But it being a DQ. Oh, God. Especially the first match. God damn it. Um, a, everything. The, my favorite match of the night actually might have been the mixed tag match because it didn't have anything that pissed me off. It just was what it was. <laughs> Here's it was your good. standard for WWE. Right. It, it was what it was. Everyone played their roles well. Nothing went wrong, I don't think. And, you know, everyone was fine. Can I so there's that. Just kind of piggybacking off of it, it's something I kind of learned myself, and this kind of has to do with this event, but also kind of something with AEW. I don't like mixed tag matches in general. Um, AEW recently had one with um, Adam Cole and Britt Baker against Orange Cassidy and Statlander. I do not. I I did not like that either. I thought this was an exclusive something WWE did that I didn't like. I'm think I'm learning. I am not a mixed tag team match fan at all. I think what it might be is... Oh, I know what it is. I 100% know what it is. I think How much time out... do we have? To... <laughs> we, have, we have 50 seconds. Uh, never mind. I'll, maybe I'll talk to you off air about it. But go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll just say mine real quick. It might be yeah. outdated. The concept of the match might be outdated. Like It was fine in like the early 90s, but we're in 2022. Mm-hmm. I, I think I know. I, I'll try to squeeze it in. The women can attack the men. The men will never, ever attack the women. Is that part somewhat, of it? Somewhat, right. Because, yeah, the but the women do, like, move upon move upon move. And then the guy does something that's like, what? how dare you? Like, aren't right. we supposed to be equal here? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then, like, sometimes they enforce the rules. Sometimes they don't. And, again, it's not a WWE thing. Right, 16 through 20, 16, Dolph Ziggler, 17, Sheamus, 18, Rick Boogs, 19, Madcap Moss, and 20, Riddle. I have during this segment eliminated Dominic Theory, Holland, Gable, Styles, and Boogs. Right, that's how you say that. Yeah, Boogs. Boggs. Okay. <laughs> Looks like, Bo- I don't know, I guess the two O's should clue me in that it's Boogs. 
If it yeah. was one, I would be Boggs. Er- we his, still have the conference. Eric Bugenhauen. That's his full name. Bugenhauen. Sounds like a terrible name. It and is. since Ross is starting, let's start off the conversation with Rowdy Ross. Uh, I loved Riddick Moss's shoes. That's what I was going to say before, <laughs> but I didn't separate my notes correctly. Um, as strong as Boogs is and as entertaining and, and you know showy as he is, he looked so clueless the whole time. He did the little thing with Chad Gable, which I thought was funny, but a little overdone, where he was like flipping him upside down over and over again. But after that, when he'd have to like pick a corner to just help try to eliminate someone, he didn't know what the hell to do. And a battle royal like this is one of the easiest things to do. Yes, in WWE, there's a lot more to worry about. But if you got to kill time, just start choking someone. That's all you have to do. Kick someone, choke someone, whatever. But, um, yeah, um, I'm surprised at how over and accepted Matt Riddle has gotten, sorry, Riddle, has gotten from the WWE crowd. Like, I guess stoner humor is still over. I know he's good, and and sometimes he can be funny. But the pops he's getting is actually surprising me, though that might be in part because of Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, uh yeah, that's all I had. Okay, so I had a few things here that um, Boogs, I have Boogs jerking off Gable <laughs> because where he's touching him and he's doing these pressures, it's on his dick. It was, it was a waist lock. It was very clearly a waist lock. No, no, when he, no, he gorilla press slams him. Oh, that part. And then he lifts him up and down. He's jerking him off. Right, yeah. And his hand is on his dick. And then I also it have is. have that he also jerks off Dolph Ziggler. He, he, he did. He did. Yeah. That can't be comfortable because I don't like I've 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 never been I up mean, there. I don't know what they grip. Like I literally mean, what gay, are they? I'm sure they liked it. Like, I don't know. Oh god. Just saying. Alright. Uh and then of course on the Instagram thing, when I was the most mad when Dolph Ziggler came out. Okay, yes. Which, by the way, I, I we did get called for that. I don't know if you saw that on your thing or not yet. No. They were like, no, this is a WWE copyright thing. You have to take it down. No, I didn't see that. Well, you're going to if you haven't checked Instagram. So anyway, go ahead. Right. So we do have a game that Jim wanted to do. Because they mentioned uh, it was it is Dolph's 15th Royal Rumble match. He is second all time. Disgusting. How far away is he from the record hold held by Kane? I mean, they said it. I just don't remember it anymore. But is I it, just remember being mad because I'm like, I'm so fucking tired of this guy. Isn't Kane 16? No. It's more. Oh, no. 18. Jim's closer. It's 20. Okay, so we, oh no, so that means are they really gonna have him in five more of these things or how Six more? more. Six more. Do six more. <sighs> Question: Are they counting fake Diesel ninety-seven? Yes. I think they are. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Isaac Yankum ninety-seven. Because their eliminations yeah. are well, like I mean, really, there were none there, but I. Yeah, yeah they're counting. Although the funniest part, because I, I watched a video the other night. And someone mentioned about, you know, Dolph being in the, his 15th Royal Rumble. He's only had 12 total eliminations in those 15 Rumble appearances. Mm. 
Yeah, I just I was just like this is someone that's done this show and did a show about every Royal Rumble. I'm just tired of talking about this man. That's what it really comes down to. <laughs> I really it, am. Is it? Let's a little little because he's also very generic and like he, he there's not there, to me there's nothing entertaining about him. Right. So I'm gonna do a little synergy with with your other stuff. Is he the Lenny Kravitz of the Royal Rumble? A hundred percent. Because you're like just like Lenny Kravitz. I'm like, why does he keep showing up? Uh, well, but I do have another non-hating note about Dolph Ziggler on this. At one point, I catch Dolph Ziggler and, and Corbin having a conversation in the corner. <laughs> and I'm like wondering what they're talking about. Are they talking about how good Encanto is from Disney? Uh, Ziggler, might have been, <laughs> Ziggler might have been asking Corbin for barbecue recipes. <laughs> oh, uh, I have... Um, so, yes, there was a sign... That said Riddle 420. But I think they spelled Riddle wrong. Yeah, it did look like they did. <laughs> Maybe they were high. Maybe. And then I put Madcap Moss and I said, how generic of a name does that sound? It is. Bill, what do you have for this segment? Um, let's see. There was a sign. It said, I get to tell my daughter I saw Rick Boogs perform. Oh, fuck's sake. Although Rick Boogs actually didn't, you know, guitar, <laughs> so that I get to tell my daughter I saw Rick Boogs <laughs> jerk people off <laughs> in front of me. Um, That's the And then we had the first of almost two eliminations we missed, like camera wise. Okay. Because. When Boogs stops jerking off Chad Gable and and eliminates him, they cut to like someone in the corner, and then the next thing you know, Gable is gone. And then, cause Jim was like, you were like, did we have a Diamond Dallas Page moment? And then as soon as you said it, there's the replay of Gable. So thanks a lot, Jim. We could. I, I, I was excited. I thought like someone was worth less in the company's eyes than Diamond Dallas Page. Right. Um, let's see, what else did I have for this? Oh, when Seamus comes out, uh, that's when Holland gets eliminated. And I feel like that might have been a botch, but I wrote in, you couldn't save him. You just could not save him. He's supposed to be your protege, in quotes, and you just couldn't save him. Way to go, Seamus. Way to freaking go. Uh, how much time do we have left? Not much, I don't think. 15 seconds. All right. So I guess we'll just wait out the clock in any minute now. Okay, 21 through 25. 21, Drew McIntyre, 22, Kevin Owens, 23, Rey Mysterio, 24, Kofi Kingston, 25, Otis. I have during this segment eliminated Moss, Corbin, and Kingston. We start off the conversation this time with Rowdy Ross. It feels like, and it started with Riddle at 20, it feels like everyone from here on out is someone, besides Otis, eh, is like main eventers. Right, main eventers, someone that people care about. Mm-hmm. It's like so, looking at the rest of the list. It's so stacked at this point. You couldn't spread these people out. 
and uh, it just that that's like one of the first things I noticed on rewatching it is how end heavy, how backloaded it is. I, I don't fucking know. Um, I it was bound to happen with Kofi. I feel bad. I saw what he was going for. No way would it have felt good whether you got it or not because your ribs would have just caved into your chest and he didn't have a chest in the first place. Um, and and the the crowd seemed a little deflated after Kofi, you know, he flies through the air, he lands on the barricade, everyone sees what he's going for, but then the replay and obviously the feet hit and they couldn't really, they couldn't get past that. And the crowd seemed deflated that that Kofi was eliminated so quickly. Um, I do like this Otis. I, I like Otis with Chad Gable. It gives him a direction. But I'd be lying if I didn't say I missed the old, you know, heavy machinery, Mandy Rose loving yeah. Otis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my Otis notice. Otis doesn't even look like Otis anymore. I know. When Otis, he cut his is, hair. Otis is just somebody that I used to know. Mm-hmm. Otis... Otis is like uh, an extra razor away from looking like King Kong Buddy. Yep. And it's, it's, funny that you, it's funny that you say that the crowd was deflated because, I mean, it's not in this note specifically, but I kind of know that the crowd was not – I felt the crowd never really got into this match overall. And I feel like it has to do with how sparse the front of the, the first 19 or so – save for, like, AJ and Nakamura starting it off. But everyone else from there, until we get here, it was, like, just mid-card guys. Guys you'd see on, you know, Velocity in most in usual cases. There's no one to care about. Okay, Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn, because he had the thing with Johnny Knoxville. So everyone knew once Sami was out, it's Johnny Knoxville soon. So that kind of... But up until now... Hello? Hello? I think we lost Ross. I think we did. At least that's... Oh, there he goes. Hello? There he goes. You're back. You, no. you were gone for a second. You can't hear me? Well, you yeah. know, you, we can hear you now, but... Was you, I? You I cut off you. I was, right, anyways, ex- I was making excellent educational points here. <laughs> now, unlike Rowdy Ross, uh, I'm going to... Dis- um, I actually really like that Kingston did not get, be able to play his super safe thing. I actually hope that this might be the beginning of the end for that now. That they're going to see us like, mm, all right, I don't think we're going to do this anymore because it's old, it's tired, we've done it since 2011 when it was John Morrison doing it, then it got transferred, or as I used to say, stolen by Kofi Kingston. Used to so, say, you said it yesterday. <laughs> did I? Okay. Probably. Also, well, I mean, on the, for the person of this show. Right. Um... So I'm happy. I was pretty happy about that, to be honest with you. Um, I, maybe Bill, you could help me out here. I guess Pat Fuckery said something because I put here's my note of Pat Fuckery reaffirms sports people cannot be funny. Did anything that he said stood out to you during the segment? Not really. All right. So he must have said something that got me mad about yeah. like like that he thought was funny. I'm like, this is he's just fucking annoying. Um, I did my Otis note and Bill, let's go to you. What did you have for okay. this segment? Um, somebody meant said like, you know, Ray Mysterio can win this. And then I'm like, why not Ray? He's not a part timer, which True. I mean, technically he's not. So cover athlete for the new game. 
<clears throat> yeah, he is. Um, one note about, um, I actually don't have a lot for this segment, but Michael Cole trying to cover up Kofi Kingston. He's like, oh, Kofi put in a valiant effort in this match. And I'm like, a valiant effort? He was in for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was such good. a valiant effort. Like, I've put more valiant efforts into some of the stuff I do than what Kofi did for 30 seconds. Jeez. Bill, while you how much time do we have left? 2.25. Okay, so tell me a list in the last 24 hours of things that you put as a valiant effort that was more than Kofi Kingston. Uh, let's see. I'm sure uh, you can think of something. Yeah, I can. Because um, the bar is low because to, Kofi Kingston's valiant effort. Yeah. Having to change a student at work after they crap themselves. Okay. Um, Valiant effort more than Kofi. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, having to deal with blow, like punch blows and kicks from my nephews. Okay. A Valiant yeah. effort again. Um, let's see. What else is there? Uh, Although, uh, wait a trying, to, Valiant trying effort. to win, trying to win in fall guys. Ooh. Okay. Look at you. So that's another. Well, see, but that the third one is more of a valiant effort than the other two because I feel like a valiant effort means that you tried it and then you didn't succeed. Right. Unless you didn't succeed with changing that kid. No, I actually I did succeed. So. Right. So that's not a valiant effort. And the second right. one. The valiant effort was getting beat up by your nephew. You <laughs> got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> hey man, I'll take them up there. They could kick both your asses. <laughs> I mean, I'm off the one Especially the seven-year-old. Good lord. Uh, okay, so what about you, Ross? Since we have, uh, what, two minutes left? Unless you actually have something more for this segment. Uh, my valiant efforts, I mean, I helped load a truck full of doors today. That and in, in doing so, I almost fell over a pallet of doors and crash-landed into the stack. But, you know, I got a bruise on the back of my knee, but I'm okay. Very I legitimately do. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't, I don't think I put a valiant effort in anything today. So I think I'm out of this. One. I mean, uh, there's other valiant efforts. I haven't been eating much fiber lately, but we won't get into that. Okay, but that no, but that means that you did though, that you made the effort to not right. eat fiber, but you did. Yeah, that's a valiant effort. <laughs> okay. 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 You missed uh, where Bill, I was going with that, but it's fine. Just Bill, breathe. how much time do we have left so oh, I can oh, pick on? on. There we go. All right. And now to the last group of five. 26 Big E, 27 Bad Bunny, 28 Shane McMahon, 29 Randy Orton, and 30 Brock Lesnar. And for this segment, I have eliminated going into the final four. Sheamus, Ziggler, Mysterio, Owens, Big E, Otis, Orton, and Bad Bunny. We start this conversation off with Bill. Okay. Bad Bunny, after, what would you say, Ross? Nine, ten months of not being in a WWE ring? Still looked pretty good, I thought. He hit a pretty good Canadian Destroyer, which... I have now dubbed the Bunny Destroyer on the riddle. Although, Bad Bunny cannot sell a stunner. Yeah, that was awkward. It was 
I wouldn't say it wasn't the worst. It was a little bit better than Vince. Uh, maybe a little better than Donald Trump. Maybe a little better than Linda McMahon, but I don't really know, and I can't really. Um, my final sign, and I actually like this one. Randy Orton owes me a high five. I I hope that fan did get a high five. Probably not. And, uh, yeah, probably not. Randy Orton doesn't seem to like like a high five kind of guy to me. No, he's probably more of a fist bump guy. I was gonna say he's more of a he'll stick a middle finger up at you instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he's like the guy, a, don't talk to me guy kind of right. guy. Riddle hit a very nice looking uh, cutter RKO on the Owens here in this bit. And then when Brock came out, I wrote, yeah, who didn't see this coming? And then I wrote, excuse me, as soon as Orton was eliminated, the crowd is quiet and that's going to really lead into, pardon me, it's going to lead into my final notes, which I'll save for the final four. Okay, very good. Uh, I said one of my notes here is I'm surprised Biggie didn't have the annoying New Day song. I felt like it was a new song. Did I miss here or he's he's had this song for months? Uh, okay, well I probably haven't seen him for months, so I guess that's not surprising. I would not know that. Bad Bunny, ugh, is my note. Um, <laughs> sometimes I write the notes and I'm like, I guess I forget why. Wrote. So I, I, I let me just preface that I don't think this has anything very specifically to do with Randy Orton. Right. I want to preface that right now. After Orton is in for like a minute, I wrote in big letters, "What the fuck am I supposed to care about?" I think what I what I what I wrote there was just like the whole match in general, because at that point Randy Orton was number twenty nine, and I think that's my biggest problem with the company as a whole is like who am I supposed out of everyone that's come out and obviously it's not going to be Lesnar even though I wrote this before he came out apparently mm-hmm. um who the hell am I like who's there to care about I don't I'm not given any in the, like I don't know it's it's like watching a tv show and I'm like oh I don't care about anyone here and then like why am I continuing it and I'll usually stop or maybe give it another chance a few months later but some moron was dancing to Lesnar's music. I feel like that was a thing. <laughs> and, oh, so... I think we could all agree that the Women's Royal Rumble, Ivory looked great. Is that Can we agree on that or no? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't looks realize... Looks-wise, looks-wise. Do you want to guess how old she is? No, nah, I'm not good at those games. How old? Yeah, how old? Russell, you want to take a guess, or do you want him to just say it? Is she in her 60s? Yes. 62. 60. Oh, okay. She I looks mean, like, good for 60. She does. On the other hand, I thought Shane McMahon looked terrible for his age. <laughs> and I thought his punches were bad. Who has worse punches, Shane or Ronda? Shane. I don't know. I'd have to really go back to back with each other and say I could see them being equally as bad. It's a tough question. 
Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much what I have. Russ, what going on to you? What do you have for? I was there was something you were saying, but you that you moved past it. I, I forget what I was going to interject with. But let's see, it was Bad Bunny. Uh, there was Biggie and his new song that I didn't know was apparently not a new song. Um, there was Shane McMahon and his terrible punches. There was uh, a moron dancing for Lesnar's music. There was what the fuck am I supposed to care about? Oh, okay, here. Um, yeah, it seems, in, in past rumbles, there seemed to be like that one guy they seem to be leaning toward, which then turns around to, oh, it's predictable because they're pushing Drew McIntyre and then he wins that year. But there was really like no one they were focusing on for this year. It was just, hey, the rumble's coming. Let's see who's in it. Like they, they had nothing, nothing built for it that year. This year, I should say. Right. Like, the only thing that would even like I would argue probably is something they're trying to focus on was uh, almost. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That was the only thing. Cause and then like I said, the only reason I didn't get behind him because I'm like the way he was walking, I'm like, oh my god, this like looks. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe, it, but it looks like anyone who gets in the ring with him is gonna have a pretty tough time trying to wrestle around that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Bad Bunny seems to try more than pretty much any celebrity ever. Yes. Outside of maybe Floyd Mayweather, but even I was going to say Lawrence Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Taylor. Yeah. yeah. All right. I haven't watched that match in a while, but it, uh, I remember it being not terrible. Um, Orton might have the cushiest gig in this company because you know he's being paid a lot of money. He comes in toward the end. What did he do? Hit two RKO's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets eliminated fairly easily. He doesn't even have to take an RKO or, or he doesn't have to take an F5 or a German suplex or anything like that. You know, he and he got to be in his hometown. So not a bad gig for him. Um, I love the riddle RKO. I right off. I don't even think I don't know if you've noted this part. He did it off of Otis's back. Yeah, that was incredible. Yes. Um. Uh, who I, I actually I posed that question. I actually wrote down who has worse punches, Shane or Ronda. I would say Ronda's are worse only because Shane's punches have legitimately like given people black eyes. I don't know anyone that Ronda's actually punched where it's actually affected them. So if we're talking about quality of actual punches, Shane. No, uh, I'm just talking about like. No, I know because I mean, if that's the case, then Goldberg's the best because he actually right. injures people. Yes, I know. Or wait, maybe Nia Jax because of the Becky punch. Um, <laughs> it did make her. Jesus. It did. It created life. Nia's punch creates life. It creates her own created life in her career. <laughs> um, I know we. They didn't really. They didn't. I know we'll get to it, but they didn't do like a final four square off, did they? No, they did, and it was okay. a very, very well. Not a very. I guess it was a very, very quick one because I feel like Lesnar got in and then. You know, within everyone, five minutes, certainly everything fucked off. Yeah. So, okay, I guess we'll get to it here. Lesnar versus Riddle versus McMahon versus McIntyre. I mean, one of your main problems here is the fact that half of these are part-timers. Lesnar eliminates Riddle. Then it's Lesnar versus McMahon versus McIntyre. Lesnar eliminates McMahon. Then one of the announcers says this, and it works for both. My comment works for both pro wrestling and outside of pro wrestling. The announcer says, and I think it's Michael Cole, uh, when it's down to Lesnar and McIntyre, 
they they're taking us or something like they're taking us back to 2020. <laughs> and I said, who wants that? <laughs> Both wrestling and non-wrestling <laughs> Then we have Lesnar versus McIntyre. Lesnar eliminates McIntyre. Part-timers and celebrities rule. Full-timers suck. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, okay, it's, so fill in what you want during your the final four, what you guys might have had. Um, Brock, once I think you had brought up the idea privately of expecting what happened with Brock to happen. And once and his match, and well, I'm saying like Brock losing the belt and then going into the rumble anyway. Oh yeah. yeah. Once his match was over, I knew yeah. that's what was going to happen. But I, I didn't want to believe they would actually do it. Um, if you guys want to go, if they always prove you wrong. Then, like, if well, you it's guys whether it's want... Goldberg or Lesnar or whoever, right? If you guys want to go, I have a little like fantasy booking scenario that I came up with the other day. I actually like. Sure. Hopefully, I don't forget parts of it. But you two can do your your final four wrap ups. Uh, All right, let's season. do the final four wrap ups because I mean, I, I I give it a shot. As I mean, to be to be honest with you, I think to win me over, you have to have no part timers as your main event. Well, uh, all right, it's already out. like I told I told Bill when we were watching it what I was like, oh, you know what? I wouldn't mind if this person won and we had this main event, and I my vote went for Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles. Right. To me, they that could be good. Um, you, okay, what about you? You can Bill? build you that. Have? You can build that around AJ's debut. Who was the first person that touched him? Roman Reigns. Yeah, I didn't even remember that. All right, go ahead, Bill. So, what did you have for this place? Final four Um, I'm gonna save one of my notes for like when we talk about the match overall, especially the ending. But I, I wrote yikes as far as like how bad this was. (laughs) And my other note is the crowd doesn't care, and you can tell just from the silence. And then when it ends, the crowd does not care at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, again, I would argue that, I mean, there were spots here and there, but I would argue 90% of this match, at least, the crowd didn't really overall care. Like, there were spots here and there. But, um, yeah, okay, so we'll talk about the rest of the match in a second. Why don't we go to... Rowdy Ross and his fantasy booking, and I'll see if I yeah. can poke holes in his logic at, at all. You probably will, and, and I. But okay, and, and then I'll give an honest if I think it would be better than what WWE is doing, which is probably an easy yes. But let's wait and see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you, starting off, you already said you don't want any part timers in a title match. So correct. So but, that's already okay. So you have. Right. Let me ask you this: Do you have it like? Is are you booking from? Before the Royal Rumble, or are you booking I'm based booking on Royal Rumble results? Results. So I, I, I have anybody else. It can be anybody else winning, because sure, you don't like that they use Brock Lesnar, but clearly WWE sees Brock Lesnar as someone they value. So you want Brock Lesnar in a hot, in a marquee match. So the way he got screwed, he can easily talk his way, or challenge his way, or argue his way into one of the title matches with either Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley because of what happened. 
So you have, let's say, Matt Riddle win the Rumble. You have two champions with legal or otherwise representation in MVP and Paul Heyman. They could campaign. Eh, campaign's not the right word, but they could try to convince Riddle, hey, challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship lineage dating back to the 60s, main event WrestleMania, you both with MMA backgrounds, things like that. That can be the key there. Or Paul Heyman be like, hey, challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, break his 500-whatever-day reign, um, and, and challenge the tribal chief, head of the table, blah, 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 whatever. And in essence, they're trying to pull Riddle over to them because they know they both pissed off Brock. And whoever Riddle picks, Brock would be left to deal with the other champion. So it'd be like a playing Riddle against each other. And maybe that makes Riddle look like just a pawn and not a main event player. But then you can just turn around and have Riddle be like, everyone thinks I'm a fucking moron, but actually I'll kick all your teeth down your fucking throat and whoever I pick, you're fucked. That's pretty much minus the adult language. But well, who are you go with? What's what's the end of the booking? How, well, I, which I didn't go? think out that far. Um, oh God! Now you sound like WWE. No, I'm just thinking the the middle. You know, flip a fucking coin as far as that's concerned. Um, whichever you think would be the better match. Honestly, I think the better match would be Riddle and well, no, Brock Lesnar just had Bobby Lashley, so. I would think the better match would be Riddle and Roman, but then you're stuck with Bobby Lashley. And either one, either way you go, Brock's already fought the guy. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, okay. So I didn't finish it, but I thought right, the, that's why I thought you were. I thought the road. I thought the road there could have been interesting, but yeah, that was my idea. I'll Not bad. I, I mean, you. a Riddle win is already right. better than what this was. Right. Mm-hmm. It could have been anybody, but Riddle, I'd, I'd been hearing rumors that maybe Riddle was in discussion to win, which, and now, you know, the, the chamber match, I think he made it in. And, um, yeah, he did. Yeah. Sorry if that predates everything, whatever. Um, I'm, I'd am i be on board if they wanted to give him, like, a, a summer title run. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think anyone who's not a part-timer I would have been okay, even over Brock Lesnar or a Goldberg or any part-timers like even the people that I don't like for the, the men's I can't I mean new, so you could new WWE champion Dominic Mysterio <laughs> I'd be more okay with that than Brock Lesnar yeah because at least it feels like it's something new and something's being built up right that was the thing is like it, it at least gives us the, the riddle thing that I just went over it at least gives a story something to do from week to week and something fuck Something. God damn it. Give me a reason to watch. Because I haven't. <laughs> well, that's, I haven't. that's the problem. Yeah. I, I haven't been. I, I, to be honest with you, I miss being a wrestling fan. Um, and they make it hard to be one. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. And, and honestly, the one thing, if there's anything that I think that can be said overall of this whole event would be it's a nice reminder for someone like me that doesn't re- doesn't watch at all to be like oh yeah this is why i don't watch okay i'm not missing anything right and I, the rumble is such an established event it's second only it, like it's i think it's surpassed SummerSlam at this point oh, i definitely think, I think so too yeah, yeah and, and everyone loves the idea of the matches so i'm sure there are old school fans that tune in 
for the Rumble. Maybe they're like, oh, cool, Ronda's back. But wait, she won and she looked like shit doing it? Brock, Brock is a legit ass kicker. Anyone can believe him winning. Fine. Not being happy about well, yeah, it. Other things. Well, yeah, we can believe him winning because he's been doing that for the past 10 years. Right. And that's the problem with him is that we've seen it. Not even, we can't even say we've seen it before. We've seen it like nine times before. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's I, that's always been my problem. I mean, can you believe it? I think this year will be 10 years, as I like to call, the uh, the beginning of the part-time era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brock came I think came Lesnar after... came back this in 2012. Yes. This era, Lesnar. which I is the part-time era, and I don't think anyone can make me change that. Um, then even is... though... Go ahead. Scott, I was going to say, that, that's something you can dive into. Go back to any other eras... Yeah. They never used past people to that extent. Like, okay, maybe, what, Bob Backlund in 93, 94, and they gave him the title, but he was there. Like, he wrestled full-time. Yeah. And they gave uh, him the title for, what, three days? Something like that, but still. Um, but, like, Attitude Era, who did they really use from the past? No one. Exactly. Like, Well, even looking back at these Royal Rumbles, like, I always say, like, I, you know, again, I always say that I don't care about surprise, and that's absolutely true. I miss the rumbles where, like, I knew everyone that was coming in and stories were made. And it wasn't relying, like, it, I know sometimes it would rely, but more times or not, it wasn't that, oh, cool, 1993, here comes friggin' Hillbilly Jim coming out. <laughs> right, so you prefer rumbles with an established roster, 30 guys, and there's stories heading into it. Correct. I'm okay with a balance. If there's one or two stories, but you still leave like five surprises. This one had neither. There was two surprises. Three if you count Brock, but people probably expected it after he got screwed. Two surprises. Shane and Bad Bunny. What the fuck? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought there was one other one, but I guess not. I'm looking to my list now. No. Everyone else was created... Didn't someone say, and, and this is again, maybe I'm wrong here, but I thought people said like Drew McIntyre they were surprised about. Were they? I did. I, I said to you that it was a surprise because they had done an angle where Drew had a neck injury and there were reports of like she could, or she, he could be out for like a, like a while because of uh, the, the neck there was thought of them maybe having a neck surgery uh but apparently it wasn't that bad to keep him out mm-hmm. okay my apologies so drew was the return but even then he was only gone for a couple weeks so it's not like edge well i'm not even gonna go edge 2020 i'll go edge what was it 2010 where he was gone for a while mm-hmm. and he came back on jericho um, so yeah, okay, Drew, and then you got Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon. No, like, Godfather, or Papa Shango is a, a fucking meme that people go, keep going to, of wanting Papa Shango to show up in the Royal Rumble. That, that's like a Twitter, Reddit thing. Um, yeah, there was none. I think the women had more surprises. And most like, of them were announced already, though. No, well, there were, I think there were, I think there were a couple actual surprises, but, yeah, even, I don't fucking um, <laughs> that's how special those surprises were right this I is remember. why I miss the old days if you just have everyone there and create like moments during it 
Ivory uh, Molina wasn't, I think, officially announced. Things like that. But um, at least those people haven't been done to death. Ivory, not done to death. Melina, I don't think, has been back since that she was released. Or maybe the one reunion. I don't know. I mean, to me, I mean, I thought Molly, I was like, she's, when, when Molly came out, I was like, you know what, she's one of these ones that I'm just like, how do people even get excited about her anymore? See, when she came out the first time in the original Women's Rumble as herself, cool. She's there either it was the next year or the year after as Mighty Molly. That's awesome. They did Mighty Molly again. Just right. for Nikki, because the super. Well, like, even if it was regular Molly, like I don't know, like I just don't, I don't get it. But then again, I'm not, I'm not one that's advocating for surprises every year, so yeah. maybe that's just me. So that's. I like a mix, but the the men's rumble barely had either. Mm-hmm. Bill, what is your overall thoughts on this one? Oh boy. Okay. Bottom five, um, right? Let's admit it. That's, yeah. We're doing all of these throughout the years. I want to read to, to start my thoughts. Yeah, I got it. A the the final sentence of a review of this match from Brent Brookhouse of CBSSports.com. The final sentence in his review is, or actually two sen, three sentences. I don't. The last few sentences. We'll go with that. Ten sentences. <laughs> exactly. The last page. <laughs> This match was an unmitigated disaster. Easily ranks among the five worst all-time, if not lower. The match dragged badly and the crowd was lost because of it. And further lost when Kingston's big spot went wrong. And McMahon and Bad Bunny in the final five is just the wrong call beyond any doubt. I agree with him. This is probably bottom five Royal Rumble of all time. Yeah. There may be, may, um, key word maybe, a legit argument that this might be the worst Royal Rumble of all time. Because I had a note here, which I didn't say because I wanted to save it for this point, mm-hmm. where I wrote, that might be the worst ending ever. Because all it was was Brock just throwing everybody out. There was no fighting back. There was no Brock's in trouble. He could go out. It was just throw you out, throw you out, throw you out, throw you out. This match, with the exception of the beginning, I don't think ever got out of the ever got out of the gate ever got out started off it just never had a chance and when and 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 i'm gonna kind of go back to what you had asked uh ross and i earlier jim about you know how did they do you know like how did they prepare this rumble like did they have qualifying and all that when you have on WWE.com and on your TV, like, what I th- I would think outside of wrestling fans would probably call generic mid-card guys. And I 
don't associate any of them with that. But in this case, they probably were. Street Profits, Mysterios, um, Austin Theory, Ricochet, uh, Corbin, Moss, uh, Otis, Gable, and, and some of these people I really like. Like I enjoy watching them. And then you have the problem of let's use multiple celebrities. Knoxville, that was basically to promote the new Jackass movie. Mm-hmm. That one that one I get. It was to promote the new Jackass movie. Which one reviewer said could save America. I'm not really sure God. about that. But to have two in the same match, and then you leave off. This is what this is what I th- I had like three main thoughts while watching this. Mm-hmm. Number one, no attempt to push any young wrestlers. Okay, Austin Theory was in the ring for 20 minutes. Okay, Ridge Holland was in the ring for 19 minutes. Okay, Riddle was in the final four. What does that do at the end of the day? It does nothing. That's number one. Number two, they had a chance to make somebody dominant. Omos could have could have been the person. But he didn't last long. They could have done it with Damian Priest. Didn't do anything. They do it with Brock Lesnar, who we all know is a, you know, money machine. We know that. Number three, they could have used different wrestlers in here. They could have used some NXT guys. They could have used other wrestlers that are on the main roster and two that I thought of right off the bat were Cesaro and Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they were in it for five minutes or 25 minutes. Let them in. They should have been in that match, both of them, and they weren't. And this is one of the problems the WWE has today, and it showed it showed in this match, not the, well, it kind of showed in the women's as well, but not nearly as bad as the men's. Because when you get rid of 80 plus people last year, and some of them are quote unquote budget cuts, it's going to show. But I feel like it did kind of show in the women's because look how many they announced ahead of time. No, I know. I, I said it did, but it wasn't oh, okay. nearly as bad as the men's was. I, uh, I think they were equally bad. And, and Jim, I can't believe I'm going to say what I'm about to say. Yeah. But of the five we did going into the, you know, like doing during the Royal Rumble season and the Royal Rumble, the best one we might have seen was the gauntlet for the gold. For I agree. Today. I agree with that. <laughs> I can't which believe one. I'm saying that, but it's Toby true. It's, uh, between, because it was like, there was, how do I describe this? There was something about that. Maybe it's because it was the first event that might have been part of it. Mm-hmm. But there was so much, like, even in, in general, like, a story that was within, within the match. And it was in, it was definitely more interesting. And I agree with you. The, the, the best one of the five that we've done. And that's that one. 
um, the Honor Rumble the, from MSG. Yep. Uh, the TA Team Raw Raw Rumble, yeah. and then obviously these two. I would agree with you that that was the best one of the five that we on our return. And so, I, and I oh, never God. thought I'd say that. I didn't, I certainly didn't think so. Honestly, I figured the Honor Rumble was going to be our, my favorite one, and boy, was I surprised and disappointed with that one overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a rough time. It's you know I I think Ew. for me. God, Ross. I was going to say, Bill, you mentioned how they released the 80-something people. Um, I don't know if you had if the news had come out by the time you guys did the Women's Rumble. But um, no, it wouldn't have because I think it came out like tonight. Whatever. Um, they actually called back some of those people hmm. and asked if they wanted to be in it. Apparently, they called back the Iconics, Inspiration, whatever. They offered them a spot in the Women's Rumble. And they offered Nia Jax a spot in the Women's Rumble, or if they would be interested. And then, as far as I know, they asked if they would be interested, and then they'd be put on a list, and then they might be chosen to be in the Rumble. That's still do someone else, too. Well, I do know there was also the thing about them calling Jeff to come back. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if that was directly related to the Rumble. Or just we'll put you in the Hall of Fame, Jeff. right? Because it's a bargaining chip. It's a bargaining chip. It's not a real Hall of Fame, right? Um, we'll give you, we'll give you the results, and we'll put you in the Hall of Fame, right? Um, yeah. So when you release that many people, where you're starting to call people back before the end of their 90 days, so you're paying them anyway. In Nia Jax's case, um, that's when they overdid the releases. Maybe you like that Nia Jax was released. But still, that they had to go back to her so soon because they released too many people. Right. Fuck. No, you're right. That's probably that is probably part of it. And who knows? There might be some out there. Uh, in fact, I'd be willing to guess that it's a short thing that we haven't heard from that did also that also got a call. The only reason they're not going public is because hey, they you know they think if they say anything. In public, it might, you know, make them look bad or something. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, fine. Uh, everything that I've read or seen from Nia Jax, she has no interest in going anywhere and doing anything else in wrestling. Right. You, you know what WWE? You know what WWE did? They went into their black book and they dialed up every single person that they had a relationship with, and were like, "Hey, we miss you." Would you like to be in the Royal Rumble? We'll put you on a list. No? Uh, um, all right. Bye. I mean, it would be nice if this was normalized, meaning, hey, they can't let you go for budget cuts and then like, oh, we need you for the Royal Rumble. and more. I just hope more people, because I feel like maybe like four years ago, maybe more, more than that, like, it would be unheard of. How can you turn that spot down? It's a spot. Now you hear, you know, inspiration and Jack's turn it down. Maybe this might be a new normal thing where maybe people are like, what are we really getting out of this spot that we're going to be in? Most Again, one of the reasons I don't care about returns is because I know they're only going to last usually for about a minute or two and then they're out. Carlito. You know what it, you know what it is? It's one out of how many? Right. And, and, and this is something that I just thought about. This might be the group that 
like this generation's wrestlers, they might be the group that just flat out comes out and says, you know what, folks? WWE really isn't what it made what it is made out to be. And we might be seeing the absolute truth and the fruits of, you know, all of that start to come out. Mm-hmm. And I would not be surprised if at least 95% of it is all true. I really wouldn't because well, they they show it though. That's the whole thing is don't Exactly. That because when you all right. When you sign a five-year TV deal with Fox for a billion dollars, and then you sign another contract with NBC Universal for USA Network, and don't forget about the Saudi Arabia money because that's a significant exactly. amount too. The Saudi Arabia money, a ten-year contract, and then you give your streaming service to Peacock, and they are just and and I didn't want to believe it for a while, but the last few months I really believe in it. They've got so much money that they could give two shits about what they're doing, and they probably will think if they if they think they're doing it right, they're doing it right. When nine times out of ten, or nine fans out of ten, will say this is bullshit, this is stupid, this is wrong. And but at the end of the day, who's the one that's getting our money? WWE. Right. James, you said four years ago. An offer for a one-off spot in the Rumble would have been, you know, a no-brainer for certain guys to take the payday. Then think about it. And and Bill, you mentioned this generation of wrestlers is going to be the group to really like turn the tide and, and expose WWE and all that. What changed in the last four years? There are now options for them. Yes, well, that's one yes. of them. I also even Impact seems to be a viable option. Not as much money. But it's at least a place to go, and it seems, for the time being, steady, reliable. Yes. And then, obviously, AEW. But they can't keep signing people because then they're just going to be in WWE's boat. Oh, um, actually, this is going to be kind of old news when this airs, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, On Wednesday's episode of Dynamite, Brian Kendrick makes his debut against John Moxley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of the guys I certainly would not have picked, like, oh, yeah, we need him in AEW. But I don't I, know if he's I like, just read, be... like I just read, like, this morning that he was no longer under contract. Right. A lot of them ended today, which is why I'm a little nervous about friggin' Killer Cross showing up at some point. As long as it's not an impact or AEW, now that I've said that, it'll be on one of them that he'll show up. Because that's what happened last time. Anyway, um, no, but you're, right, you're right though. Uh, op- the options are are the options are definitely the the biggest reason. And also, this is a different generation of, of wrestler in general. I mean, not talking about um, you know looks or, or characters or the even production or anything. Like this is. So much different than people like in the eighties and and whatnot. I also think that's a part of it too. Of like what's different. It's a different mind frame. I also I also want to add on to that with the options thing. Game changer wrestling is an option. Look at look at Matt Cardona. Yes, we joked about him earlier winning the digital media title, but look at how he has floundered. Look at how or flourished. Okay, that's the wrong flourished. Yeah, flourished. Thank you. 
That was the word I was looking for. Look you at how he's flourished. Like a little yellow fish? <laughs> no, not the yellow fish. Look at how he's flourished since he got released by WWE. He might be on the hottest run of his career. And then when, you know, when this pandemic is over, imagine some of these guys going to Europe, going to Japan, going to Mexico to make money there. Mm-hmm. And that money could be as good or better, depending on where you're working, than WWE. But here's the other important thing about all that. You have to remember that because it, it, that'll get you halfway. But I think the other thing these wrestlers are seeing is like people getting signed to WWE and then being released within like six months. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do I want to sign there if I could be just be gone? Whereas I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but... I don't really hear anything like with AEW or Impact where they're signing someone for what seems to be at least a year and then all of a sudden, guess what, four months and you're gone. It's true. I think that's part of it. Again, half of it is them seeing the other companies being more steady, but the other half is WWE showing how how shitty they are. Which is a huge other half, I think, because if they show themselves to be great and and everything, from a wrestler standpoint in terms of, you know, security, then it might not be as big a deal that as it is now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Now I, I want to add one more thing, kind yeah. of off topic to sure. this, because I didn't find out about this until I think like Monday. The WrestleMania banner was burning a second time after the Rumble ended. They did the pyro because I had sent Jim during the pay or the premium live event um, a thing on Twitter that was reporting, you know, like the sign, you know, like they were having technical problems. There was like fire coming out. They had to move a bunch of people away from where they were and they put it back up. Apparently, it happened again after, like, they did the fireworks with Brock at the end. Mm. So, it's like, this is just all bad all around. Like, it just... Yeah. This, this may be the one Royal Rumble where WWE is like, you know what, let's just delete this. This one never happened. I'll see no faith and they're going to embrace this one. Oh my god. Because of the people that won. They're going to embrace the hell out of this one, I guarantee. They should be very thankful that no one got seriously hurt from the pyro incident after that first one. I heard, you know, after the first one, they brought it down, they put it out, and they put it back up. I heard they actually evacuated that section before the ending so Brock could get the pyro in. That's not surprising. Someone, not. someone was like, I can't believe that this might have been an actual fire and they still kept continuing the show. I'm like, um, hello, Owen Hart. Exactly. Right. And really, it wasn't that big of a fire, but it was. It, it, it's it was visible. still a fire. It's yeah. still a fire that can, put, that can burn someone. I was like, knowing that it was burning, I'm like, how serious is it? How much smoke is there? Oh, my God, is the fucking sprinkler system going to go off in the middle of Becky Lynch's match? That would have made. I'm sure. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I'm sure that would have made that match way better. If the sprinkler system all of a sudden went out in the entire building, any match would be better. Oh man! 
So overall, I think we agree here, Bill. This is a bottom five. I, you know what? I'm still, I'm not convinced this is the worst one, though. Unlike what you might have said, I still give that award to 2016. Um, yeah, it's but, still 2016. But, but you know what? I would <laughs> consider it to be maybe the second worst compared to yeah. 2014, 2015, and whatever else we would round up round out our bottom five. Uh, I put 99 in one of the worst ones. Okay, I'm. I, I definitely get why. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I don't think it is the bottom five for me personally. But. Um, Wow. No, just because it's the attitude error, and I just, I guess I like, I get, I, I mean, here's the big difference between there and today and this one. I cared about people then. And just like a good TV, or not even a good TV show, I mean, if you're, it's a TV show has characters I care about, I'm going to like it, even if it's a subpar story. So I guess that's why for me, that one is probably not as low because there were characters I cared about there. Um, but Billy, are you saying worst? Is this an official ruling from you? Oof. No, you know what? It's right now. It's second worst. I'll, I'll stick with 2016. Yeah. Like I said, okay. It's close. It's, it's close. very close. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess let's get some final plugs in the BI unless Ross wants to bring up something else before we go. No, no other fantasy booking scenarios this time. <laughs> okay. All right, Ross. So, I mean, I guess people can't find you anywhere. Do you want to give a shout out to anything that you're doing? I prefer not being found anywhere. Um, I would like to remain a man of mystery. I have nothing to shout out at this time, uh, unless you would like me to shout out my dog, Fozzie. Sure. Foz- waka, waka, waka. No, that's my dog. <laughs> that, no, that's his cousin. <laughs> he was very offended by that. Oh, I'm going to tell him you said that. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Shout out your dog. Well, I would like to say hello to my dog, Fozzie Bear. Okay. All right, and then as for me, it's that's podcasting.com. That's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Bill, why don't you head us out of here? I don't know when the next time we'll be back doing one of these, but, I mean, maybe not for another year. Right. But, but uh, you can always catch Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts as well on all your podcast stuff like iTunes and Spotify. Spotify. So if, if un- unless podcasters start to leave Spotify, like that's true. Are. That's true. Oh, God. wait, hold on. Is this going to be on Spotify? I refuse to be on Spotify. With <laughs> well, you're too late now. <laughs> I didn't sign right. up for this shit. All right, Bill, head us out of here. What a, what right. a sad way to end this series. If this is on this downer. Good run. It was a good run, I think, because like I said, even the the one last year, I feel like we liked the Men's Rumble last year. Yes, yes. Edge actually did not take a 45-minute nap like Roman Reigns did in 2016. Exactly. Start covering Casino Battle Royales. I thought about it. The only reason it didn't happen this year because there was, I only wanted to do five episodes and there's like eight Casino Battle Royales. Yeah. So that's the only it'll probably, it'll, it'll probably happen. Yeah. All right, Bill. Cut us out of here. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill, uh, Instagram, Mr. Billiam85, and check out that wrestling show, which comes out each and every Friday. 
Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast, and the men's 2022 Royal Rumble match has mercifully been eliminated.